0: fans, and welcome to another episode of G'day Iron. a very, very special episode of G'day Iron. In fact, we are joining together, merging at the hip, some kind of symbiotic relationship with our good mates at Aussie NFL Fantasy. Uh, all the boys are going to be in the room later on. For now, I've got a good mate, Maddie C, joining Manjot with us as always. Hey, guys. Hey, fellas. How we doing? Thank you? Do you oh, like doing it? good, guys. Let's go. Do you like the symbiotic re- reference, Maddie? Did you like? I was, I was not expecting to
1: hear symbiotic when I got up this morning. So let's kick um, that off the list. He let's kick it off.
0: To be to be truthful, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to say it either. Um, <laughs> um, we've had a massive, massive wild card weekend. Well, super wild card weekend. Uh, I think I heard I heard described today as. Super duper duper wildcard weekend, wow. and I almost think that's not wrong. What a massive weekend yeah. of football!
2: Yeah, what five great games, and then maybe ended on a bit of a whimper. But still, five great games in a weekend. What else could you ask
0: for? I in don't know the NFL, I, special I, playoffs. I wouldn't have called that last game a whimper, to be honest. It was um, it was fun to watch some parts of it. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, but, but it was it, it was a bit of a downer.
2: Yeah, compared to the other games. Yeah.
1: Yes. The problem yes. is, once you get a bar so high, even a good game, I was entertained watching that game, but it's just, well, the others were all one score close, you know, oh, for, yes, for large yes. periods of it. And um, yeah, it's just that, that kind of does feel like a letdown, even though there was nothing about it that was letting you down.
0: And obviously, the bar was set very, very high for us on Sunday with that first game. <laughs> yes. Um, 49ers <laughs> and the Seahawks. Yeah. Let's wow. Go. Let's I mean, the, the 49ers, who thought the 49ers were going to drop a 40-burger on the Seahawks in the playoffs? I mean, I know we're talking about a 7th a, a seed or no, a 7-6 seed coming in there. What was 7th? they? Seven, yeah, 2v7. Seven, seven. Yeah, 2v7. Like, And the the product, obviously, with the, the added teams now, sometimes it has been in past seed a couple of past seasons where the 7th seed has just been a, a team that scrapes through. Um but with the way this NFL season was this year, it kind of felt like the seven seeds weren't just going to be these these almost dead horses mm. for, some, for a team to whip, for a two seed to whip. And certainly the Seahawks um, really blasted out ahead in that first half, didn't they? Yeah, they were, they were
2: great to start the game. I've got to be honest. The Seahawks, they gave us an almighty scare. It was it was very tough going mm. for the Niners very, very early. I, I'll be honest, I was talking to the boys in the group chat. I was like, Yeah, we're done.
1: We're
0: done. I was in the right. Magic was about to
1: retire from an analyzing as well. I'd he was like, oh, I don't like, even watch
0: football. I've, I don't even want to watch. I did um, <laughs> yeah, I did um, have I did have some thoughts. And I'll be honest with you. I had some thoughts of doing some screen grabs or a video roll of our chat. And, and just the life of Manjot during a 49ers game. Because yeah. if people could see this, it is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, you, get seasons, you? To... you get all four seasons, don't you? You get all four seasons. It's very, um, yeah. uh, where well, heck can I put it? It's it's very bipolar in nature. <laughs> it, it's, it's, um, yeah. Manjot just has these, oh, we're fucked, we're screwed. This is so bad. I can't believe this is like this. I'm oh, done. wow, we're back. 30, oh, the goat, Purdy the goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm definitely the biggest flip
2: flopper. No, even IRL, like, this is not even just like chat, but even in real life, like with my dad there, my dad could come in the room, tell you right now that I, I was feeling the same way. I was like pissed off at the end of the first time. I could like, not imagine what it would be like in person with you watching a $40 oh, game. Oh, man, I was pissed. I. I had to go to the bathroom at halftime just to cool off because yeah, that was that was brutal that first half. Purdy was looking like a dude that just came off the streets. That was just starting off his first game in that first half. What was it, nine for nineteen? He did have a touchdown, but he looked really, really average. I was like, yeah, no, this yeah. dude, he's looking too scared. I think the moment might have caught up to him. This is not good, you know and Look right here. It's uh it's tough when the Niners just getting there. Hey, Mark. By the way, just wanted to introduce our boy Marky Mark, our dog friend. Just, just getting into
0: it. Just, just joined, getting into. Just join here. Just the joined. boys will be popping on. Obviously, that Mark is is joining us here.
1: Yeah. Getting uh, five of us all together on the same night we, is a, uh, are, a marvel of scheduling.
0: We are waiting God. for drunk for drunk Taylor, <laughs> aka Doctor Good Call, to uh yes. to join the chat. Ah, uh, that's yeah. going to be an interesting situation for all of us, considering he's been out at a tasting all night. Uh, yes, it will be and yeah. will be likely loaded. The ultimate mashup. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the ultimate mashup. Yeah,
2: he just came in. He just came in right as I was getting to my nine soliloquy. Oh, your
0: soliloquy! But, but no, you came in the right time because you stopped him. Yeah, Is he talking different. about yeah, he stopped stopped the
3: player of the year. Again, because no, I, yeah, surprisingly, we have it that,
2: that far. Oh, 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 we, we, we're, we're just in the first half. Really I'm just saying that. how pissed off I was. All
0: all of you guys saw how pissed off I we was. was in the we were first talking half. about, was, yeah. So just we're talking about bipolar manjot group text chat, um which is just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Look and, at Mark's smile. He's like, yeah, I know um, that. <laughs> he's so funny yeah. on game day.
3: You ride the roller coaster. It's great. You do, you do yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah, you do, and for me it it hurts every time i see the niners go down i'm like damn it this might be the time where we're actually going to go down but thank god it wasn't the niners they came through in the end it was just Purdy. he found out how to play football again i think the moment that really galvanized us that really pissed us off and i need to fully explain it like the debo incident with abram man Debo's ankle was injured, Abram, he's trying to grab at that thing, he's trying to twist it, do anything with that after the play, it was clearly after the play, clearly unwarranted, it was clearly a play that you shouldn't be doing in football, it's, it's clearly a dirty play, the Niners rightfully pissed, Shanahan getting in the huddle, everyone getting in the huddle, and then I think this is where it was, so that was just the climax of 10 years of pain to this team. The Seahawks have been kicking our asses for 10 years straight. I remember when I was a kid, man. I remember that 2013 NFC Championship game. I hid in the closet after that, Richard Sherman, tick, when he was doing the speed. I, I went straight into the pantry. I, I straight up. I ran into that pantry. I closed the door. I was I like, mean, I'm never man getting Ch- out of this I I was, ever
0: again. I thought I was bad after Vikings games. Fuck me, no, dead, man. No, I,
2: I swear. This is when I was... I was literally 11 years old when this happened. I'm not even joking. I was... I closed the door in the closet, man. Like... How are you still a fan of this team?
0: How are you? I'm getting
2: tears. <laughs> I'm getting tears in my eyes. Like talking about this. Like I still feel the pain of that day. And
0: oh, man, it we need this. Like, Maddie, that, Maddie, Maddie. We it, need this. We need this clip. We need this clip to go to the NFL Australia people to this for the send send a mate to the Super Bowl competition. Yeah. seriously. Oh, man, <laughs> I have to get my passport sorted. I have to get my passport sorted. But yes, anyway, you do. It's just I saw them man, put that competition and, up, and I was like. Holy shit. We, like, the whole who is is. Yeah. We're John in for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we better start promoting that. I'm yeah. on it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. Uh, back to the game, though. Back to yeah. the game. No, I'd back love to
2: know there's... who gets there, though. I, I yeah. don't think it should be me. I think there's a lot more deserving people. Like, I'm only just a kid. Let's just be honest. But anyway, just... back to the game. Like, look, you stopped me man... in the middle of the, good, of the good stuff. So, yeah, 10 years ago, man, like... I remember like seeing that 2012 week 16 when they handed us out our asses to us on Sunday night football, the week after we beat the Patriots. And I was like, this is a team I'm going to hate forever. And I still have like 10 years of pain. I've held this in for a whole decade, man. This year, I, I believe everything, you know, like last year, I remember Ian, we started off in our other podcast, and then. I was going off after we lost to the Seahawks the second time when we got swept I was like our team is too good to get swept by these these guys and it's true. We were too good and Look, This year we, we started off week two. I thought we're gonna get our asses handed to us again when Trey went down Jimmy came and he did his job and then you know, we come out on Thursday night football in Seattle and we beat them again I was like surely we didn't sleep them and then we come out We have to play them in the playoffs. I'm like shit third time just like the Rams last year we're gonna lose and then Look, that Debo play just galvanized us. It brought us together. We beat the asses off that. When Debo scored that touchdown, man, I went off. I that was, was a so moment. pissed yeah. off after that. that was play. A moment. After that play, I was so pissed off after that. Uh, after that play for the Abram play, I was like, Debo, like once he scored that touch, I was like, that's payback, bitches, man. Ten years, you guys shat on us. Ten years, you guys gave us pain. But man, Debo, in that one moment. He sent you all home. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You're gone. Back to Seattle. Go. Goodbye, man. It was just absolute, absolute, absolute joy when I watched Seattle go out. At, at, in our hands too when I watched Seattle go out to us it was just the greatest feeling of all time it was this was my this, I don't care if we win the Super Bowl now as long as we beat them we beat Dallas next week but if we beat the Seahawks I was just happy now if we beat Dallas I'll be happy but these are like every week so like my Super Bowl right now and this was my first one. I'm really, I'm really happy, you know, to see the Niners beat the Seahawks handing them their asses, you know, 18 points. They got garbage time touchdown to make it close, but 25 straight points, you know, in the second half to just absolutely put them away, you know, guys like Christian McCaffrey, who's honestly at this point, I I know it's a bit late because regular season's been over, but he should be in the MVP conversation for how he's turned his team around. I know, I know you're going to give me a lot of hate, but if a running back deserves to be an MVP conversation, it it has to be CMC and Josh Jacobs, like guys like that. They've got to be in the conversation nowadays. It can't be quarterback award. And
1: no nowhere near any, look, they're near any records. That neither of them near yeah, any records. You can't count
2: Yeah, but look, you got to say like they—they t- they at least were trying to carry their team. Yeah, you or, need to have a running
1: back of the year them. award if you want to give them an award. That's all.
2: Yeah, the all-pro, the all-pro is that. But yeah, either way. But look. The defense, they were absolutely trash in the first half. But then in the second half, they allowed absolutely nothing except when the second stringers came on and allowed that garbage time touchdown. Yeah. The first team was absolutely gone on fire. That who fumble. Both uh, defensive player of the year coming in with the recovery. It was incredible. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. I was like, that's it. Our defense has done it. So our offense, you just got to put the game away. And that Devo run just sent it home. That Devo catch and run. People, uh, uh, one more thing before I'm done. People are shitting on Brock Purdy now. i I seen it. Everyone in my DMs during game, they were like, oh, who Purdy's is, getting carried by Devo, getting carried by is, CMC. Who is oh,
0: shitting on Brock Purdy? Mate, if there's anyone in your oh, DMs shitting on Brock I, Purdy, just fucking delete them, to be honest. Yeah. Well, first half, 9 of 19, 55 yeah, okay. percent yeah.
1: passing. It looked, like, just but looked second, like they found him off the street.
0: But second half, final two quarters, 9 of 11, 185 yeah. yards, and two t- two tees. Like It's it just incredible. It's a, it's a touchdown too. Yeah. yeah, he added a rushing score too. So he had four
2: total touchdowns on the day. It's, it's more than what Jimmy is. It pretty much equals what Jimmy has put out in his entire playoff career. He's definitely the so better quarterback. He was Purdy. definitely
0: he was definitely ter- Purdy was terrible in the first half, but it, both yeah. sides. And of that's inarguable, inarguable. No one can defend that. The whole team was bad in the first half. The whole team was bad in the first half, and that's what kept the yeah. Seahawks in that game up until the halftime. Oh. Ward as well, that silly little hit late by Ward is what got them into field
1: goal range for a field goal they never should have been in range for. It's just the the, the, the 49ers were clearly their own worst enemies and it's the only reason it was close. And the second half reverted to, oh, one team is clearly better than the other. And if you got two halves, that was a two versus seven game.
0: Yes. So they obviously copped the flogging at halftime in that dressing room for sure. Um, And then they came out and both sides of the ball just decided to Play the football that they've been known for through the latter part of this season. Um, Both reverted to form. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that third quarter was weird when you watch back on it because you only had like two drives by both teams. So one each for the first 12 minutes of that quarter, 12 and a half minutes of that quarter until that fumble that I talked about. So the Niners led a long drive for half the quarter, which had the Debo uh, incident with Abram in it and everything. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of spice going on between the teams. I think, yeah, the Niners, they just, once that Debo play happened, they'll just motivate enough that, yeah, they'll, like, punch them in the guts. we got this. And the talent just carried through, I guess. I think a lot of the Niners deserve a lot of credit. I think a guy I'm really excited to see mature in this playoffs is Brandon Ayuk. I think great first game from him. I think there's more coming in that Dallas game. I think with Purdy there, he won't be missing some of the throws that if Ayuk gets wide open against Trayvon Diggs again, Purdy's not missing throws like Jimmy did last year. So there's a bit of a warning there. I think Ayuk is really coming into form in the playoffs. We didn't see as much of Kittle as I would have thought. So I think Ayuk's going to take that sort of role in the NFL playoffs. So, look, I'm really, really happy with how this was done. Uh, I think that's my entire rant over. You boys can finish off this segment because man, I'm just stoked. I'm just gonna sit back, relax for a little I think, bit. <laughs> I
4: Me
0: mean, you might take a take a breath, maybe go have a snooze after that man shot. That was a hell of a run. Yeah. Um speaking <laughs> of not taking a breath, well, uh what about the next game? Uh Chargers Jags. Oh. The Jags yeah. came back from twenty seven nil down, twenty seven to nothing. Uh, and four after four interceptions in the in the first quarter to end up winning against the Chargers thirty-one to thirty in an absolute uh, just door it was crazy what a, an insane game this was um, yeah everywhere Maddie do you want to do you want to start us off a bit I will and I'll I'll give it a little nudge and then let other people talk about it
1: because clearly I'm in no position to uh, to talk about how amazing this team is because really. Um, they just dug the biggest hole you've ever seen. And then, you know, this is the thing about the Jags that had always bothered me is that we just never had the horses to turn around anytime we were in a deficit. Now I'm starting to kind of believe we can, and it's a dangerous place to be because the opponents have never been better than now. When you're doing that to a Titans team who are really hurting and you can only do it because your defense puts in a play that, that, you know, it's an unrepeatable play. Or when you get an unrepeatable play like the Rayshon Jenkins intercept against the, the Cowboys in overtime. This was the staff of real offense and great coaching. And it's the first time I've really seen that and kind of felt like that could be reliable. I don't know if it is yet, but I was really impressed.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, I was impressed too. And it was just the first quarter obviously um, was very unlike I think anything we've seen from the Jags all season, um, yep. it was it was quite bad, uh, especially with uh, all of the interceptions from from Herbert. And you, you sort of start thinking, oh, from Herbert, from Lawrence. From Lawrence you, yeah. start, you start thinking at that point, how do you come back from this? But then all of a sudden, I think you realise that it's the first quarter of a game. It's not like um, it's, this is the fourth interception and we're deep into the third quarter and how do you come back from that? Okay. It's... With, this is the first quarter so there's a lot of game time still to play um and, and to come back from this and you could tell he only needed um he only needed to, that one touchdown he needed to, to complete those few passes to get into that groove and get that belief back and just go no 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 we're we're on this and we need to figure out how to do it um and i think the big turnaround point was uh, amazingly was that um was that missed punt that muff punt uh yeah. before and which led to the the Jacksonville touchdown to just before halftime um, to make it um, 27-7 at halftime. I
4: yeah. think
0: that was highly important because then you go into halftime uh, only 20 points down and 20 points and a half, very, very achievable in, a, in an NFL game. Oh, um, yeah. At home in front game. of a team who've come across the country and are
1: missing one of their better offensive weapons as well. So it, it, it yes. did matter. Missing a little bit in their defense as well. Uh, and it did matter to get one little bit of luck, just one little bit of luck. After t- I heard the stat too that, you know, Lawrence had thrown, I don't know, 222 attempts or something like that in the first quarter of games through the season, no intercepts. And to have two in the first, first ones batted twice, for goodness sake, like it's just, that is yeah. some horrendous luck. Um, At close range, batted twice as well. So, like, that's just real reflex, unrepeatable stuff. So, yeah, I think that little bit of luck makes a big difference and and just got the confidence back.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just watching this one, though, it was incredible. Like, after watching that Niners game, this one was just a step above that one. It was the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. I actually could feel it coming. I told you boys in the chat as well. I said, come back on after come that first on. touchdown. I, was, I I felt it. I felt it coming because this Chargers team, they're known for choking. They're one of the probably top three teams known for choking alongside the Falcons and the Vikings. Sorry, Ian. But yeah, top three teams known for choking. Definitely, you'd have to put the Chargers up there. And yeah. look, I, I think where they lost the game was, like Ian said, when they didn't capitalize on that muff punt, because Herbert on third down missed a wide open Keenan Allen running a slant route. It was the easiest throw; it was a layup. He missed that throw. He threw it. He threw that like ten yards over his head into the back wall. And I was like, "Wow, okay, Herbert does not miss that. There's something going on." They kick a field goal, and then Lawrence starts getting hot in that in that end of the half. And I always believe that when you get that last touchdown of the half in any level of football, that it can really be a confidence shaker for the second half. You can really get going in that second half. I think that's exactly what the Jags were doing. I mean, look, it's- Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half, three in the first quarter. It was just, it, it was a nightmare. Like, you'd never expect that from a guy who's the number one overall pick and for Lawrence to just go out there and ball out with four touchdowns to make up for it, and then the game winning drive, where I believe he could have got a fifth touchdown, even, it was. I mean, it was the stuff of dreams, like you guys said. Like the Jaguars, they're not a team known for success. As Maddie can tell you, being yep. 20 years as a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you wouldn't really know much about success. But. You saw 2017; they went on a miraculous playoff run. In playoffs, you're saying now they're eight and seven. They're seven and seven coming into you. A so rare it
1: team with a winning of... playoff record. Yeah, yeah Actually, how
0: random! So sort of success. And you mentioned that um that incomplete pass to Alan. There's an interesting thing about that that play that play that they ran um in past weeks has been a Mike Williams play. So yeah. that's he was always the run. He was always the one coming out of, out of, through, running that route. Um, and not the one that that where Alan was running. Alan was running his route. But it was always that was always a Mike Williams play. Um, but of course, as we know, last week Mike Williams gets hurt after yeah. Staley played him in, in a uh, in a meaningless game. Gets hurt. Uh, and then the other interesting part was they'd also lost. Uh, there was the backup there. They lost earlier in the game already. The Chargers had so Mike Williams backup, and then they were down to. Uh, Michael Bandy, I think it was. Who's that? Basically, you're looking at your third string at that um, at that position, and they still yeah. kept that playing. Like the kid was going to know exactly what Mike Williams would usually do, um, and they ran that, and then it just it went to shit. And obviously, yeah. Herbert overthrows Allen um, in desperation, most likely because a play that they've been using for the entire season with Mike Williams that was like a guaranteed play just didn't come off.
2: Yeah, and the weird thing was, yeah, Herbert got outplayed by Lawrence even though Lawrence threw four interceptions. I think – the thing with Herbert, and I don't want to hate on him too much, but he was gifted a lot of short field opportunities. He was gifted all of these opportunities to score touchdowns very easily by those interceptions. And he did make the most of mo- most of those opportunities. That was not all of them, but most of them, he did make the most of it. And I think that the thing is, Herbert, I, I don't know, the coaching around him has just. It's, it's not really inspired confidence. As you see today, they just fired Joe Lombardi and his quarterback coach as well, Scott Day, I think his name is. So they've fired the offensive coordinator and the QB's coach. So they're having a full clean out of that offense right now. I think that's well-deserved because I have no faith in Joe Lombardi's play calling at all. It was just absolutely horrendous against the Jaguars. I think they were just gifted a lot of short field opportunities. And that's what made the offense look a lot better than it did. The offense was actually much worse than it was. You think an offense that's called 30 is actually a good offense. Well, I think it's just more the defense set them up. And I think the charges, they, they probably would have got pummeled by the Jaguars had had the Jags not turned the ball over that much. and And that's just how I think that game would have gone. Their only second half score Jackson. was a
1: fifty-yard field goal. That was their only second yeah. half score. Like it, it's kind of telling. Yeah, and
2: they they had their opportunities. They missed a f- chip shot field goal off like before that or after that actually, mm. where they could have gone in front by a lot. But even then, I would have still expected the Jags to score a game-winning touchdown the way they were rolling. Because I think so too. Man, you cannot stop Trevor Lawrence and. I think this is a good sign for Trevor. Uh, a lot of people were saying, man, John, oh, of course Trevor's going to break out this year. I don't think people expected it to this level uh, like I did.
1: Where I, were those people uh, in, like, week four when we were one and three? Where, where are those people yeah, now? Like, they're here now. But
2: I mean, I expected, I fully expected Trevor to, like, break out pretty well this year. I fully expected him to have like a good season and to really lead the Jags not to playoff off. Cont- I thought no. playoff was a bit too far but maybe like five wins. I had five, six wins and yeah. they, expe- they exceeded my expectations and honestly, you know what? Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on Saturday. There's, mm. there's never, ever, ever been a team that's beaten the Chiefs at Arrowhead except for the, well, in the divisional round. So there's a lot going on in that game. We'll get onto it later, but look, you can never run off the Jaguars. I'm just no. gonna say that. Yeah,
1: like a little team of destiny, we'd like. Yep.
0: So they rounded out our Saturdays. Yep. and I'm really glad Mark jumped on here. Uh, right on time and is here, right on time. Twenty minutes. Uh... I mean, so because obviously we started uh, we started Monday football in Australia with a. Amazing game yet again from the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, now your, your Dolphins went down, Mark, but geez, they were in this game for such a long time. And there were points there where it was almost like Skylar Thompson was going to pull out a win, yeah. um, over a team who everyone thought was going to have massive uh, be massively into the Super Bowl this season.
3: Yeah. It was a it was a really interesting game. So I mean, obviously, seventeen nil scoreline early sort of went along with the storyline that this was going to be a big blowout. But then, yeah. look, I don't want this to. It shouldn't be a Skyler, necessarily Skylar Thompson narrative. He did enough to show that he he's probably a on the trajectory to be a good backup quarterback. He, yeah. he should not have started this year. He should have been a redshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I don't, I mean, he should take nothing from this loss. He was, he is what he is. Um, There was a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of receivers like Waddle and Hill just normally catch. Um, The defense stood up really, really well against Allen. And I think the last couple of outings we've had against them, uh, the two times this year, we've actually held him as much as you can hold Josh Allen. Um, I think, I think we did an admirable effort. Um, Christian Wilkins just seems to be able to. Get under his skin, which I love. Um, yeah. But I, I, I was really proud of the effort. It was a gritty performance. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, the better team won, and they were always going to win. So
0: yeah, On I, to I have
3: twenty to... twenty three.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I have to agree with you, and Skylar Thompson. But it is an interesting thing, Manjo, and I've discussed it before with the Dolphins that uh, this season, whenever whenever Tua hasn't been in the picture, it seems like uh, the receiving core just sort of fades away. Um there isn't a lot of or as much of Tyreek Hill. Uh and it's just like Jalen Waddell has no nothing at all. I find it very interesting that um in those games where it was Bridgewater or 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 Skylar Thompson as well, that they seem to not use the players that that have there that have been there doing the job for the entire time um with Tua. It's it's a very weird thing with the Dolphins. And I feel like I feel like if they could have got one of the two, Waddell or Hill, going um, in this game, like going a lot more, uh, then we could have seen a very, very different result.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting what you're saying about the, um, like the difference in quarterbacks. There's a lot of talk in the fan group at the moment about the left hand spin versus right hand spin is it harder to catch Mm. for some of these receivers i mean i've never played wide receiver so i wouldn't know but um there might be something to that i'm not sure
2: sure okay i think just putting like a bit of bit of context into that uh me and maddie some wide receivers right here yeah maddie so me and you wide receivers let's get some wide receiver talk so don't have you played with a left-handed quarterback or someone throwing you a ball with the left hand before
1: only on a training situation i've never played in a game with a lefty
2: yeah same i would say the Mm. same so i'm used to that right hand sort of situation you are too so adjusting to someone who throws left-handed it does take a little bit of time doesn't it i mean i've had a few friends who've thrown to me left-handed i'm like okay it's a little bit weird like the ball spins a bit differently because yeah. it's spinning the, the opposite way. rotation. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking about it and it's just like it kind of gets into your head a little bit sometimes when you're when you're getting into that situation. And I think perhaps maybe with the Dolphins is that that adjustment could have gone to a few of these guys heads. And I, I'm going to be honest here. I don't think Skylar Thompson played a bad game. I think he actually played pretty well. Uh, from what I saw in that game, it wasn't really his fault they lost. Like oh. he actually came out there and gave them the chance to win. And that's yes. that's a this is actually like a really controversial take. But I think he almost outperformed Josh Allen if he mm-hmm. just connected on a few more of those few more of those passes. His receivers did actually let him down for a few. Costly drops. I think that's what at the end of the day, it let down his completion numbers, his yardage, and this and that. Could have had a few more touchdowns. Had Waddle, for example, held held on to a few more balls there. I think Waddle had a bit of an off game that cost uh, Skyler a bit of a chance to really impress us a bit more, but. I think, yeah, it was a weird game because the Dolphins, they came out to play just like the Seattle Seahawks did and eventually the Bills, they did put them away through their high-end talent like the Niners did. I think with the Bills, they're going to have to prove the next week that they have to come out and show that they can beat the Bengals. And I think, for me, I really enjoyed seeing Josh Allen bounce back. I think a couple of those interceptions weren't exactly his fault, so... I will give him a bit of a pass, but it was a rough outing for him. I think that elbow injury has just really ruined his timing. Even if he's recovering, it's still, he's got to get back up to that uh, previous self he had before he had that elbow injury. And I think, I think watching Josh Allen right now, he's still not a hundred percent, but you can still not say he's a bad quarterback. And I think, Skyla Thompson almost outplaying him showed how good of a game Skyler had, not how bad of a game Josh Allen had necessarily. I think, I think definitely this is one of the longest games I've watched as well because you had about it took like nearly four hours to complete regulation in like a sixty minute game here, and coming down to that final play, I thought the Dolphins got hard done by in the end yeah. with that with that big run on third down. I thought. I thought there was no angle that showed Singletary was over the line, in my opinion. I, I think that's why the on-field call is important, that the refs and in the instant replay booth and the refs, they have to communicate that on-field call, get that all right. So I think there wasn't enough definitive evidence to go one way or the other. But in my personal opinion, I, I don't think I would have given that first down uh, to the Bills there. I think, I think there definitely should have been a fourth down play in that one. But yeah, the Dolphins, they put on a valiant effort. I think if Tua plays the whole season next year, they're definitely going to be better than this. I think they're going to bounce back a lot. There's good times coming for you guys, Mark. I think there's a lot going for the Dolphins here. And I think, you know, bring on 2023. I think Tua's going to have a huge season again. And if he plays the whole year, watch out. He could be in the MVP race.
1: I think uh, certainly... uh, yeah, Mark, you said oh. something really great about Skylar Thompson just showed you Skylar Thompson. And I think you couldn't have asked him yeah. to do more. Um, but that last yeah. play for the first down run for Singletary, I thought he was short too. And I was really surprised the on-field call was what it was. And it's a pity because, gee, I would have loved to have known More Buffalo we going do in fourth down there. They kind of had a lot of confidence.
4: Yeah.
3: And all 22 will pull has pulled Thompson apart a little bit in that, that uh, he took a, a fourth down run where he it was third and long and he had Hill wide open and he just missed him. And, he, and a seventh-round rookie, I, I'd expect him to miss, to not make every read. So, like, I, I absolutely forgive that in a playoff game. Yep. So much going on. Yeah. Um, but I just, like, I completely expect him to make seven, seventh-round rookie mistakes. Not everyone's Brock Purdy, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah I
2: noticed... Oh, yeah, I did notice on that final offensive play the Dolphins had on that fourth down. Hill was wide. I thought Hill was going to be wide open because no one's pressing on him at the line of scrimmage, no one is actually at him. They let him go, they're, they're lining up like at the line uh, line to gain. I was like, definitely Hill's going to run a route underneath that. Even with a single high safety, that safety's not going to catch up. Hill could have gone for a touchdown perhaps. And I think that's where you really see the difference between Tua and a guy like Skylar Thompson. Tua would have noticed that. He would have been like, all right, I audible this. I'll make you run. Up and then the hitch and then hit you right in the numbers at the line to gain. I think that's where a veteran quarterback like Tua can really show his presence is you can have a quick audible like that. Like for example, when KC went down 13 seconds against the Bills, like Kelsey and Mahomes had that famous play where they where they communicate a similar sort of hitch pattern. I think the same thing could have happened there uh, if you had a guy like Tua. So that's where veteran leadership can really show in this, these sort of situations.
0: Totally agree, mate. Um, totally agree. And yeah, amazing game that it was. So that was that's three three amazing games. First, <laughs> I know three what's games next. get it, I, yes. know oh, next no. No. We know I know what's next. We We all know what's Take next. Take it away. I've, I've been waiting all week for this moment. <laughs> 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 of course, we get to. We get to the Giants coming in to US Bank Stadium in Minnesota to face the Vikings, the three versus six for the NFC. Uh, And the Giants obviously came in to this game after facing the Vikings uh, in a similar fixture uh, just a few weeks prior and um, losing that game to a 61-yard Greg Joseph field goal. Uh, And they came in – Brian Dayball basically had – um, Daniel Jones and his team ready to play, uh, and and after getting themselves into the into the playoffs, um, and they came in with something to prove. Obviously, they the Giants are a massive cornerstone franchise of the NFL, uh, and there is an expectation that they should call, these cornerstone franchises should be playing in playoff football. So that's that's what they believed, um, and obviously they they've come in. I don't know what to say really. <laughs> um and, and I guess the first the first drive, the first Vikings drive, I, I'm i sitting there going, We're on this. I could tell before even before the touchdown is we were controlling the Vikings were controlling that drive completely. Uh everything about it. Um Cousins throws were bang on, didn't miss an entire throw, all first downs, um and, and essentially straight in red zone and, and over the line. Um an amazing first drive, yep. But just how you draw it up, they, they they've scripted it all week it. and they
1: hit that shit, brother.
0: But it, the they've Vikings been the planning Vikings, six days yes. for that. The Vikings have had a problem this season where scoring on the first drive in nearly every single game, and then going to sleep uh, immediately after that, uh, which is kind of what they did here. Uh, the Giants getting back in with two more touchdowns. Two touchdowns rather in the first quarter. Uh and then a field goal before the Vikings. He's got another another T D half um at 17, 14 It was a weird feeling, I think. Uh mm. and then obviously we see how everything went everything played out. The Giants, I think, were just ready to play. They were they were sort of the more complete team uh on the day. And that was that was my my feeling watching it. Um, I remarked to you boys that I had a a really weird bottom of the, like pit of the stomach feeling for at least three quarters of this game. Um, it was just – it was horrible because I could see what was happening. And, of course, the way the Vikings have been this season in one-score games, you keep thinking, no, nope, they're going to be able to pull this out. They're yeah. going to be able to pull off some kind of weird miracle. Uh, and speaking of miracles, it was five years and a day to – exactly to – the previous miracle, the Minnesota miracle, where uh, Keenum to digs to beat the the Saints uh, in the playoffs to put us into a championship game. Um, yeah, so it, it was very weird. Uh, I've got a lot of other things to say, but I'm keen to hear what you boys <laughs> thought on the game. There is a lot I can say right now, and I am probably going to say a bit, but well, what do you, Mayor John, thoughts oh, on this boy. game?
2: Uh I, I might have to rip one into the Vikings. I'm sorry. But first off, I've got to give a lot of credit to the Giants. They're a team I definitely did sleep on this year. I thought they are a year away from contending. I thought they were a year away from playoffs. And here they are. They've won a playoff game. Absolutely incredible. I don't think anyone in the world could have predicted this. Brian Dable, him and Doug Peterson from the Jags, they've both got to be in the conversation one and two for Coach of the Year right now because they've done an amazing job turning around their teams. I think Daniel Jones, absolutely incredible. This guy I've doubted since he was drafted, but then once I saw him in the NFL, I thought he could be all right, but not really that good. But I think now there's signs that Daniel Jones could Eventually become an elite quarterback. I think we're going to have a Joe Flacco sort of argument with Daniel Jones mm. in the next couple of years, where it's like, is he elite? Is he not elite? Is he elite? does he get the job done. And I, I, I'm really not sure. I think, I think for me, I, I'm worried to face the Giants. If the Niners are facing the Giants next week, if they're, if I'm the Eagles right now facing the Giants, I'd be worried. And that's that's not even an understatement. I think this is a Giants team in years past, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven, where they won Super Bowls off just pure luck in pretty much every game. And I think, well, this one wasn't luck, but who knows? They could go on all the way and win the Super Bowl. This is a team that can genuinely do that because their defensive line, they they can make plays. Saquon, incredible running back. This guy can make plays. Daniel Jones is just developing. Imagine if he got a wide receiver that was good. Man, he would be absolutely cooking. I I think this guy can be incredible very, very soon. And I think the Giants, I still feel like they're a year away from their full potential, but they're showing amazing signs so far. And look, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they won the Super Bowl at this point because that's the way they're playing. They're a very plucky team. And I think they're a team that can actually find a way to win games, and I'd be scared if I had to face them at any point in the in the playoffs right now, even in the Super Bowl.
0: Weirdly for the – um, we called this last week. So, so uh, major you and I and Maddie last week breaking down the, the preview of this game. What do we say? We said that for the Vikings' offense to achieve here, uh, or for the Vikings to achieve here, the defense needs to – Locked down Saquon Barkley. You stop Saquon, you win a game. They stopped Saquon in this. Fifty-three yards is all Saquon Barkley got. Yes, yeah. he got two touchdowns, but they were short-yardage touchdowns. but like realistically, they weren't anything flashy. There's a twenty-eight-yard long one, but it was that was uh he was totally unmarked on that play uh and out out of nowhere. But the thing that that came about this, and you say no wide receivers. Weirdly, it was a wide receiver that nobody expected. Uh, I think everyone was would think that. If you said a, wide, a Giants wide receiver um, was the, the superstar in this game, you would think that it would be Darius Slayton. But yeah, here yeah. comes here comes Isaiah Hodgins uh, with, with eight for 105 and a TD. Um, and, he, and he played lights out in this game. And they kept going to him time after time. Um, and obviously, there was a lot of Darius Slayton in this as well. Slayton with a, a really, really poor open miss, essentially straight off his chest and his hands um in the middle of nowhere could have easily been a massive another another massive touchdown uh and he was dirty on himself for it yeah but um the team just yeah they they were it's a weird it's a weird situation the vikings on offense uh were nearly perfect in this game nearly perfect there were some things wrong there's things wrong with every team on offense in every single game and I think we can all agree that um, but Cousins was thirty-one and thirty-nine uh, in this game, over eighty on, in a QBR. Now, in a weird way, in stats, in stats land, in the world of NFL, it was teams were forty-seven and nil when a quarterback had over eighty QBR, over two hundred and fifty yards in a game, no interceptions, no sacks, which is what Cousins had in this game. So this is the first time in 48 games that a team has lost at that point with a with a quarterback that has those stats, um, which is insane. Uh, yeah, it truly is. That's yeah. truly insane. It truly is. <laughs> and we welcome him in. Hey Taylor, here he is. Hey Taylor, what's up, Rhyme guys? Up the Vikings. Hey. Yeah, hey, As we're get breaking get the down, Vikings. as we're doing some Vikings talk right now.
4: Oh, um, uh, is, is that been the last three hours?
0: No, mate, no. We had to sit through Manjot's uh, 49ers recap first. So just
4: missed, I've just missed it. Perfect. Yeah.
0: yeah so.
2: He missed all four of our team's recaps. I think he's just like, yep, yeah, I'm a neutral right now, so I'm going to miss all the team recaps. <laughs> I've done well. To the I've neutral
4: done game. Nailed it. You are. Stuck the landing. Yeah. Taylor nailed. Yep. I got to put that drop but, in there. You are. <laughs> Yeah.
2: How about we let Taylor and Mark talk through like the first few games? Any anything you guys like want to t- touch
4: on? We haven't. No, I'm just saying, Mac please. is so Mark. Go at it. <laughs> uh, um, no, nah, look, it was
3: just good games all around. I think outside of the, the funner's last half of the fourth fourth quarter, really, really entertaining games. Um, yeah, I'm
4: probably not going to really. This, I uh, I think uh, the matchups killed. this week. I think the charges were an absolute nutsack. I cannot believe that they gave up a twenty-seven-zero lead. It was disgusting. Uh, I had them. T- I literally tipped them in my tipping comp, and no one else did. And I would have won. I literally would have sealed it up. And now I'm uh, all of a sudden even with a bunch of other wankers. So, uh, thank you, Brendan uh, Staley. Um, thank you, Joe Lombardi, and all you wankers. Uh, in that uh, Chargers team because it was great. You just absolutely destroyed me in what's even comp. So uh, I assume Mark was about to say the exact same thing.
3: I was about to say, well, it sounds like someone probably should have tipped Jags <laughs>
4: then. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah, at twenty-seven I'm sitting there thinking I'm, you know, God's gift to this world and uh, all of a sudden I'm eating dick. So, yeah, it wasn't great. Same thing oh, happened boy. to me and in the, uh, the, the what you Super Bowl, kept?
1: mate. Same thing happened to me. I'm like, 28-3, to three? I'm a perennial genius. They closed the roof. This Falcons' offense is far too fast. Yeah, fucking I learned a lesson, mate. <laughs> Man, that was a tough game to watch. Yeah, for sure. I did not know what Everything happened. had played out how I said it was going to in the lead-up, though. Oh, my God, I felt so proud of my analysis.
4: And they didn't even turn the ball over. Like, it had nothing to do with turnovers. Like, the Jags didn't actually force anything on defense to actually come back. It just was all... Like I don't know what the hell it was. It was disgusting. Oh. It was the worst second half I think I've ever seen. Like they just didn't throw the ball. Like they didn't run the ball enough. They went for like, was it seven for seven yards or something in the second yeah. half? Yeah. And if you count yeah. the um the shitty play with um who was it? Bandy? That that um yes, like didn't know the play. I talked, like yeah. to actually, I talked about this. Yeah, that was actually even know the play. I talked about this earlier. That was rushing yards in the second oh, half. We go back straight to the I, Chargers game. Look, I'll I talk talked. I talked about, about, about
0: that. that earlier. Taylor, is that was actually weirdly that was a Mike Williams play. And
4: then, oh my god, yeah, don't get me started on that. It's I was a, all it was over a, that in week
0: eighteen. It was a Mike Williams play. Yeah. It has been for half a season. Every, every time they run it with Mike Williams, hundred percent successful. And then all of a sudden. They've got Mike Williams back up, I can't remember the dude's name. He's out. John uh, he, Carter. John yeah, Carter. Carter. He, yeah, there you, got, go. yes, Carter. there you go. So he got he got injured earlier in the game, so he's gone. And they're down to bandy and they still think, oh, let's still run that fucking play. Like bandy's supposed to know exactly what he's supposed to do.
4: Don't, don't get me started on week 18. I <laughs> oh, I tipped um I tipped the Broncos to beat the Chargers because I assumed they were going to rest their starters. And they didn't because they're fucking dickheads. And then they actually still lost. It was amazing. And then the, I just could not understand. I was even asking you guys in the chat. I'm like, do the Chargers have anything to play for in this game? What are yeah. they doing? And then like two seconds later, Mike Williams breaks his back in half. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, I was just about to say that when I'm talking, I was talking about the offense earlier, and they were gifted so many good field positions. They were absolute ass. They were just the only reason they were. Yeah, the only reason they got. Anything good was because they got turnovers off the Jags. That's the only reason they actually were anywhere good in that game was because the Jaguars kept giving the ball up. If the Jags had no turnovers, they're going to smash them like 41 to 3 in that game. Like the ja- the Chargers offense is absolutely ass. Like I- I've got to be honest, Joe Lombardi and, and the quarterback's coach, Scott, Day, they-, they both deserve to be in the dungeons of unemployment today. They deserve to be it. fair. Staley does ass-
4: He's fucking lucky. Yeah,
2: I, was- I was saying the same thing, too. It should be a Sean Payton team right now. They should be oh, hiring Sean Payton right now. Get Sean Payton on the I phone. This dude needs to be in this team right now. <laughs> Herbert and Payton, they'd be running the team right now. Yeah. Don't let Ross cook with Payton because I know Herbert will cook way more, man. The, the Chargers, if they had any good ownership, any good spine, Dean Spanos, you better be on the phone right now. Sean Payton, be... Getting out your contract negotiations. Go get it going, Brandon Staley. He's ruining a young man's career and Justin Herbert. This is a rookie contract you're ruining right now. Absolutely disgraceful. I think we all on the same board. Uh, I'm very happy for the Jaguars. You know, uh, just a little side note. Shout out to my sister. She was tipping the charge in this one. I was tipping the Jaguars. Oh, so long. Absolutely. I told it was to so lucky George. too yeah, she was yeah, all in your was grill. So, <laughs> she was all in my grill. she was like, man like, oh look at this the charge cool. is up 27 nothing I can't believe you're an expert all of that shit. you're like yeah, she's Sit down." <laughs> She was straight up telling me she knew more NFL than me. I I went straight to I was like I have more ball knowledge than you. I said the Jaguars are going to come back, and look, they came back. Look, all right, we we like fully went back straight into the
4: the Sunday games. I think I've look, got, Ian, one, I've got what, one stat for you from that game, and we can move on. Yeah, go for it. Teams go. teams that teams that were five or more plus in turnovers in a game were three hundred and sixteen and three going three. into the game. It's I was pretty. surprised it went three. That, yeah, that's a big number. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you the three, but it was actually about Probably all three, charges. But it just proves again <laughs> oh, how disgusting that loss was. Rivers had some bad <laughs>
3: games,
4: man. <laughs> yes. the, char- the charges literally have like the six worst, like worst of playoff losses in history outside of that Super Bowl uh, with <sighs> Matt Ryan. they made the playoffs before? Apparently, and they just eat dick.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. On Herbert though, <laughs> hey. on Herbert though, oh, can yeah. I can I go really bold? He's oh, had no. I know he's had a lot of yeah, I'm sorry, I'm hurting your husband, I get it. But His ex-husband. he puts up a lot of stats, he scores a lot of touchdowns, but he's thrown double digit intercepts every single year. Like he's to oh, me he he's so shit. Is Josh Allen care is Josh Allen careless? But he's not as good as Josh Allen to make oh. up for it.
0: Hey, hey, there was another quarterback that did that season in, season out, and everyone gets on him as a fucking joke. Benjor, do you know? Yeah, is it? So, That's like, <laughs> No, it's fucking Jameis. Seriously, right. yeah, it's it's. I'll, everyone uh, talks yes. about like Herbert yeah, being daddy, the, daddy. The, Got it. <laughs> I, he's, I think her is Everyone says, says, says he's like the Jesus. He's the second coming of Jesus for fuck's sake. But he's <laughs> throwing the same shit as Jameis Winston, who everyone thinks Herb is a joke. Is, oh, look, right, I, gonna, I don't think many
4: I'm yeah. Hit back I, here. <coughs> Gee, you go me and Jot. We all know I'm look, gonna have a rebuttal. I'm gonna be
2: honest here, after <laughs> this game, after look, if this was Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, you'd be hearing hate. You'd be hearing hate forever. Like, until the end of time. if I'm
4: I'm full on putting him.
2: Like, Oh, you mean Lamar, who's just got a fake
4: injury and just doesn't want to play?
2: Look, oh, no. We're <laughs> going to talk about the Ravens next. I'll bring that up. But, <laughs> look, if Lamar was in this exact position and he threw the game away like that, just like, say, for example, Lamar like would game be on the, the toilet. The Titan, yeah, he, that dude would be absolutely... Yeah, he'd be, like, absolutely locked up for life. Like, no one would believe in Lamar anymore. But Herbert... I feel like everyone gives Herbert a million excuses. I I, I don't know. Like, everyone hate on Josh Allen for playing a little bit bad against Miami on Sunday. And look, that was a bit rough, I reckon. But the, the night before, when you see Herbert do this... And I I don't see it as many haters come out. Maybe like the Canadian Cutler dude on Instagram, shout out to him. He's the guy that's probably brought me awareness to this. But look, this guy, I I mean, he's just a great guy to follow. But his Herbert agenda, his anti-Herbert agenda really brought some light to me. And I was like... Yeah, why is Herbert really getting sort of loved on by the media? I think this dude absolutely getting the media's sort of love. I I think there's too many narratives going towards Herbert. I think, well, perhaps it was coaching, perhaps it was this, but at the end of the day, Herbert does have a responsibility in this too. He was getting carried by his defense in that game. I will will say that. I think the offense was absolute dog shit. He tried his best, but look – I, I think the defense is absolutely carrying. And, yeah, it was just I – mean, that's just what i got to say, Herbert's a bit overrated.
1: I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Taylor. I have to say it. I have to say it. All right, Taylor. Let's hear your rebuttal here. I can't wait. <laughs>
4: that, that's fine. And I'm going to start with he was terrible. And he honestly has been really, really bad this year. But has there been really many quarterbacks that have lost their two best receivers yeah, like at the true. start of the year and been good? Like, honestly, Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill and all of a sudden got better. I never said Herbert was Mahomes. I think Herbert is pretty much out on an island in terms of guys who lost everyone. Um, yeah. He also destroyed his lung in week two or week yeah. three or whatever the hell it was. I'm certain he was not right. Like, they literally brought him back the week after. Oh, sorry, he, yes, one he week. Five yeah. broken ribs. <laughs> Five broken ribs he played through. His ribs, his lung. I'm certain the guy is just a fucking corpse at this point trying to actually throw to DeAndre Carter and Joshua Palmer. Like, he's you he, no one there the entire Maybe he really year. is, Jesus. Maybe? Maybe he is. Maybe. I don't know. When Gerald <laughs> <I'm> Everett's not- <laughs> your
1: favorite target because he's the only guy you know the name of. It's a bad place to be, right?
4: I'm not I'm not going to go on any further. Like, to be honest, I don't think he played very well. And honestly, I don't think he's had a great year. It also doesn't help when Austin Eckler fucking pilfers 21 touchdowns or whatever the fuck he does on the goal line. Like, whatever Joe Lombardi was fucking running, it was just all rushing plays at the yeah. goal line. And it just didn't allow Herbert to really have a great fantasy year or a great year in general in terms of stats. And he didn't have two, two best receivers all season. So... I agree. Yeah, I don't think telling. he played great this year. I don't think he played great in this game. I, I agree with Manjo. Like, I think the questions need to be asked about him, but I think there's definite reasons as to why you should yeah. buy lower on him. Like, Let's just say you're in a dynasty league in fantasy or something. I would be going out and getting any share I could have of Herbert right now because he's going to be a buy lower than he should be. Uh, because he's gonna all of a sudden get his guys back, and he's gonna get an o- uh, offense coordinator that actually is competent. So I think there's only greener pastures for Herbert moving forward.
2: Yeah, and one more one more note to finish off with Joe as his offensive coordinator. Justin Herbert was
0: never winning to Lombardi. Well, nah. poignant, major, poignant.
4: There oh, you great. go. <laughs> I, I yeah. agree. They also got destroyed. Like, they had, a lot of that, injuries. But- they had injuries everywhere on their defense, they're on their offense. Like, it was just all yeah. over the place. They had, they had injuries this year. Like, they were just like the cursed team of the year. I mean, like, there are other teams that could also lay claim to that, obviously. But just generally, in terms of talking about charges, they had a really, really tough year of injuries. So, I think they deserve to at least be given credit that, they could turn it around next year. And I think Herbert's going to be the front of that. And honestly, I'm probably going to be buying the dip on Herbert next year. Yeah.
1: I think the Ravens are the same team, to be honest, and they're the next game. Yeah. So sure. perfect pre good. prelude into it because they had wide receiver trouble. They couldn't keep a running back healthy. Who's their quarterback sometimes? We don't even know. Um, so I, I kind of feel like for those two teams to have made playoffs and actually both kind of represented okay, they certainly scored points. I just think it's kind of interesting that, you know, you got these two teams on this low ebb, yet they're still still making playoffs and still scoring (laughs) points.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't watch this game, honestly, because I, in all honesty, I tuned the fuck out of NFL uh, after the Vikings lost. uh, Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I can attest to that. He muted everything. He just muted everything. (laughs) I muted chats for 24 hours. (laughs) I was just like... I'm out of this. I'm going to try and focus on work. Uh, I quit NFL. I, I never looking,
4: liked it anyway. I was looking for a new Taking team.
0: my phone and I'm leaving. This is fun. So. All right. Look,
2: I'm just going to straight up say it. If the Ravens had Lamar Jackson, they were winning this game. I'm, I'm like, going to
0: put this one out there. They had I, Lamar, They had Lamar Jackson. He was standing on the sideline. Yeah, he didn't Walking actually on the make sideline? it to the I thought he was yeah. at home. Yeah. He wasn't. He was at home. Yeah. Look.
4: All right. I heard he was at home. Yeah. I need to yeah. address.
0: He, he didn't even travel uh, with did... the
2: team. No, he didn't travel with the team yeah. at all. Look. First off, just want to address. I was hating on Huntley a bit too much during that game. He he played I his he part. Played well. He was absolutely playing. Yeah, I thought he played well. I was just hating on him because I just really didn't want him to win because the Lamar narratives mm. would just start. It would just absolutely hurt me to see Lamar not win a playoff game, but Huntley will. It's just, I think with this Ravens team, it's really just, I think is an absolute failure what they've done for Lamar Jackson. And this situation I think it's got to a boiling point with Lamar, and rightfully so. They should have paid Lamar before the season. What rightfully deserved? He's been carrying this team on his back for three and a half seasons now. Wait, no, four and a half seasons now. Let, let me put it that way. He's missed time, during Due to injury, which has really shown that he has been the guy that's been carrying this team He's put this team on his back. They've given him absolutely zero help apart from Mark Andrews He's had a shit ton of injuries around him See the Herbert excuses can be used on Lamar Jackson But no one will use it because Lamar just he's a guy that everyone's hating on and I I can't understand why this guy has an amazing talent the, the reason he's not playing is because he has a PCL injury. Do I have to spell this out to you? Do, do people remember when RG3 played through an injury and absolutely fucked up his career in 2012? That was that was one of the worst things I've ever seen on a football field when RG3 went down like that. And I'm so glad that's not happening to Lamar Jackson right now. I'm so glad he chose to put his body over the game yesterday or the day before. It was just the right decision i believe lamar putting himself his career his earnings over this one game i think that was the right decision by lamar i'm going to stick by it he stayed at home because he was sick even the literal guy rg3 himself was defending him because of all this and i i choose to believe rg3 over all the guys that are hating on lamar right now because lamar he's been Everyone's just been absolutely pissing on him for the littlest of things every single week. This guy, he has tremendous talent. If you gave him a receiver, I trust you. He'd be in the conversation, top three. Top- Top two quarterbacks, even the best quarterback in the NFL. No one is ready to have this conversation with me yet. People are going to call me a delusional Lamar bandwagon fan. But legit, I believe in my heart, Lamar Jackson can be the best quarterback in the NFL if he gets help. And look, the Ravens, they have a lot up around them. I think... They need to promise Lamar they will trade for a wide receiver or something this offseason. They need to trade for a wide receiver, get something, franchise tag Lamar. Lamar needs to see that they're actually giving him help. And then he'll be like, okay, I'll stay with a long-term deal. I think that's the only way the Ravens can win this. Because if they're thinking about tagging and trading Lamar, that's an absolutely delusional move. That's a that's a terrible move on the Ravens' part. I don't think they can trade or cut or let Lamar go at any point in this offseason because it'd be the worst mistake in franchise history for the Ravens. I promise you, they will regret it until the day, uh, until for a decade, to be honest, until the day that Lamar retires, they will regret it.
0: I promise. I'm bad going it the reality is they're going to franchise tag him yeah. um and they're yeah. going to use the the little known uh exclusive franchise tag which is still going to cost them a fair amount of money yeah. for one season um cuz it's the the they get uh they've got to pay the average of the top 5 uh the top 5 highest qb uh, the QBs, yep. at that, at the, well, the top five cap hits at that position. So, in this case, cap hits for the um, for the QBs. But they won't know that figure until after uh, next year's free agency is done. So, if you were to base it off this year's free agency, they still would have had to pay Lamar $44.8 million or yep. thereabouts um, to to have an exclusive franchise. But it also means that they can't it can't negotiate with another team but another team can come in and offer two first-round picks for an exclusive franchise tag, and then the as well as a um, a salary, so the the money, and then it's up to in this case the Ravens to match that money, or he gets traded straight away. That's yeah. the way that franchise tag works. So they're going to exclusive franchise tag him, and they're in dangerous territory because can you tell me there's going to be teams around the league that would quite happily put up two first-round picks. And a whole bunch of money for Lamar Jackson. Well, I
4: think they only franchise tag him if they're trading him. Like I I don't mm-hmm. understand why they wouldn't just work out a deal if they're planning to keep him after this year. Like I, I honestly I they can't be that stupid to think that he isn't gonna just fucking sit out on purpose like Lev. Like, um if he if he gets franchise tag. Like it, sure, it's yeah. a player's league this, these days like they are going to he's going to sit out he's going to lose his mind and there's no way you want to run your franchise that way i think honestly they only franchise tag him like they'll do it because it's smart because they have that was what's best for them but i think they need to work out a deal for him because like at least if they franchise tag him with plans to trade him they can do it like they're not just going to let him leave yeah.
1: And you can't ever give him half a window that you're not you're not married to the franchise. The only way to make sure he doesn't ever set foot outside that building is to franchise tag him. And then you've got to work out the long term deal. But I feel like they've completely misplayed their leverage.
0: I think um exactly. I think the only reason that they're gonna start looking at franchise tags is because they're one of the one of the few teams that actually does try and play within the cap. And at the moment they've only got about thirty four million in cap space. Which is not enough to secure Lamar Jackson.
4: Ravens, I think Ryan Tannehill's available if you want to do a do, do it with a swap with the Titans. <laughs> ga- I guarantee
0: he is. is, <laughs> first, Ryan know, Tannehill he's... and all
1: the money for Lamar Jackson.
4: And he'd walk yeah, Lamar to, to the Jets. Just as shit, a wide receiving core It'd be wonderful.
1: Yeah. Hey, Westbrook the, and Ken has been fantastic.
4: fantastic. <laughs> but, like, Lamar to somehow, the Jets, please. The Titans, would, the Titans would somehow run the ball more than they already do. Which I cannot I can't even fathom, but they would still do it. Derek Henry in a timeshare Exactly. (laughs) I'm not taking
1: that. They gotta pick up Kenyan Drake in free agency to make this work. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, I I I don't know, Traylon Burks is basically a scarecrow at this point.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Mikey. we digressed a massive amount, then didn't we? Sorry, yeah, Mark, you, Mark, you were going to have a go. It. You've got something, Mark. Mark, yeah. go, uh, Mark, Just
3: the um on the contract stuff. The problem is the guaranteed money, and the Ravens' yeah. ownership won't guarantee fully guaranteed contracts. Nice. he's going to try and leverage. He's trying to leverage the Watson deal, which is fair enough. I, I can to. understand that. De, um, Deshaun Watson has been sitting on his ass for two years. Came back and looks like absolute shit. Vulnerable. Then you can understand why. But I think. And I was listening to a couple of guys talk about this on ESPN or whatever today. They were saying that, L- that Lamar Jackson's biggest mistake is he doesn't have an actual agent. He's got his mom doing all of his bidding. If he had an agent and he was actually half smart about it, he would wait and see what deal Herbert gets. He'd have a look at see what deal um, – uh, I haven't done research. Has, has Joe Burrow signed his second contract yet?
2: No, he hasn't. no. no.
3: No, so you look at those two contracts and if they get fully guaranteed, then he goes to the Ravens and say, well, why that's
0: not? the market. But yeah, with that's it, what you
3: say? Really, on Watson being full, it's really hard to leverage that and the Ravens have a history of not guaranteeing contracts. No, yeah. So from what I understand, that's, that's, right that's the breakdown, getting that done.
1: Good point, hey? Yeah. Good point, yeah.
3: Was that guaranteed? I don't know. I, I think sorry, he
4: deserves... <laughs>
1: He makes yeah, a no, I think.
2: He, look, the thing is, I think he deserves a fully guaranteed deal. In my opinion, he's a good enough player to deserve the exact deal that Watson gets and more. This is a this is a dude that's not even just a quarterback. He's a whole team. Like mm-hmm. he, I was doing the stats here on Good at Green. i like the first few weeks of the season i was counting up like the percentages of total yards that lamar had for the team it was like in the 80 percent. he was just absolutely running this team like that game against the patriots you know that was the game where i was just like yeah he's the best quarterback when he's healthy and i was like this dude deserves all the help. He needs, he needs something. The Ravens, they've got to they've gotta pay him first. And then they've, they've given him the help of defense. Now they've got to go out and get a wide receiver somehow. Either have in the draft. They trade off in the draft, get a wide receiver. Or they just sit back in the draft, pick a wide receiver. Or they go out and trade their draft picks for a good quality veteran. I think... There's some good names they could trade for. I I haven't heard many rumors yet, but there'll definitely be rumors. You know, wide receiver, it's a deeper position. Someone will be wanting out very, very soon. I think the Ravens, they need to pounce on that as soon as possible. Because Lamar, they need to keep him happy. Because I can understand why he's pissed off. I know a lot of people might be calling Lamar a diva right now. Might be saying he ducked that playoff game or whatever. But he's doing what's best for him. He knows yep. his worth, and I, I believe in you, Lamar. Believe in you. Go out and get that bad king, man. You got, you got to get this. You got to get this, Lamar. You know, I'm full on fanboying. I know, but Lamar, you deserve everything, man. You deserve it. Go out and get that bag, man.
4: Come on, he's <laughs> arse load better than Watson. Oh, yeah. And I don't understand what the Ravens are spending their money on. I just don't understand. The defense. I, I'm with me. They're not but, so good defense. But it's, I don't understand I, how I'm it's so with, expensive. The reason, Manjo, you haven't had someone like coming up against you is because I completely agree. Like, I think they should just pay him I don't understand why. Why did they stop? What's they needed to pay him way? earlier in the year, yeah. so they just needed was to do it. That the fact that the guy all of a sudden was an awesome passer last year? It was the one thing that he hadn't shown in the past that he needed to do, and then he just goes out and just makes Mark Andrews the best tight end in the league yeah. last year? Well, like, he'd already and, led the league in and, touchdown passes two years earlier, too. Like, how often do you need to see the guy do the trick? Turned Hollywood into, like, an awesome legit receiver player. as well. Like, they got him a... Like a deal at another place, like I I just don't understand what else they expected out of Lamar. I'm, I'm on the same page, mate. I think they're all on the same page. I don't, I don't, I don't see how like a Lamar comes to your team, like just floats to you in a draft or something like that. The guy with this much skill set in so many different like areas is going to come to you. Like, why are you not just paying the guy? I just don't understand why that's the guy. That you need to like penny pinch on like pay him and then maybe negotiate some of the other guys on your team Well, i don't understand why he's the guy because it's so fucking stupid because you were going nowhere without lamar yeah yeah he's always been doubted on i swear in,
2: in I that so 2018 so. draft i literally thought he should be picked first overall i thought he was that good of a talent that he should be picked first overall and I know I was probably a bit of a younger guy that was at that time where I was just into flashy QBs who to like the run, but still like I wasn't quite wrong. I mean, not many places have developed a Josh Allen and Baker's not as good as Lamar. So Lamar, I think he would have been a good number one overall pick anyway. And I think the Ravens, they've really built a lot of this offensive scheme around him. If he goes, their entire team's going to be a four win team next year. That's the truth. They're not, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere full I think Also, fire Greg Roman because he's just a terrible offensive coordinator. Come on, man.
4: But they're spending heaps of money on their wide receiving call, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, tons. That's a Marcus yeah, Robinson yeah, contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah, lots of
3: lettuce.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're he's paying, also paying,
3: tons of
4: They're paying, paying the Lizard King and fucking
1: lettuce. Yeah, yeah. So, remember Sammy Watkins is there. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> that year that Sammy Watkins was there. He's a lizard. Right,
0: we, need to, we need to get to the final game.
1: Yeah. One say, the weird game. thing is that the big play in that game is a defensive play by the Bengals, too, the team who don't have a defense. <laughs> anyway, So, and it's weird that that's the play, but that's the play.
2: Lamar would have run it in. He would have run it in somehow. I know that. But anyway, on to the well, final sh- game. welcome to the Aussie up. NFL Fantasy Show, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well. I've been here before, <laughs> mate. Um, yeah. Don't you listen to your own show? This is the first time
4: I haven't been talking about them <laughs> to be fair. Uh,
0: the last on to the last game, uh, which which I know I'm just gonna love. I mean, we ended in uh a, Manjot described as a as a as a shit show. I think a yeah. bit more of a shit show at the start there. Yeah. whereas a bit it wasn't as fun a game as all the other games. But um I think it was fun and I think purely because we've probably seen the uh the death of Tom Brady uh, right. in the league. Definitely for the Buccaneers. Um, He's not coming back to that joint. So, uh, and the Cowboys, um, I don't know. I don't think any of us want to hear them boys going on uh, anywhere on Twitter and Facebook.
1: Kick this to Marky. I want to hear what Marky has to say about this. Is a guy who hasn't loved Tom Brady his whole life, considering he's been in the same division as yeah. him for 20 years, and now he might get to finally see the back of him. I want to hear Marky Mark's take on this first, if that's all right. Actually,
3: dive. Dive. I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a massive Tom hater because we, we kind of split the season for a long time. He couldn't win in Miami, so you know, I, I was actually okay with that. Um and. And Then he plays in Florida. So what's not the
1: ha- you know, what's the hate? <laughs> the
4: Florida's college, a great place. I
3: teams.
4: Um, Plus, the guy used to and root a supermodel in there. He's just off all the time. Yeah,
0: he's not slacking off. He's written another one. They yeah, found a new one. Um, yeah. You know what blows me away about this though is that we were talking on we were talking in the in the group chat in that first quarter. And I was I was saying stuff like um, Brady's missed. Brady was like two for nine at some point, and it was just like, what's this? Is what the hell is going on in this game? Um, and then he finishes. They, the dude is forty five years old. Yeah, you know, I'm at, I'm forty three, and there's no way I could even think about being athletically inclined enough to throw sixty six fucking times in a playoff game. What sixty six <laughs> times they had him yeah. throw in a fucking playoff game? What happened the, to the, what happens to their rushing too? Because yeah. Leonard Fournette, yeah. I had money down on oh, Leonard playoff, Fournette. Playoff just, Lenny, playoff Lenny just disappeared. Dump in his pants. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently, they left him on the shooter for the entire
4: game, Taylor. Yeah, he, he had to push Lamar off the toilet. Just doing a massive <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the funniest part to me was when the commentators were giving uh, Tom Brady a massive like G up, saying that he didn't have a turnover in the red zone like all season or something or in the last 40 or 50 in his so entire after, bro,
2: in his entire box career entire had career turn. and then he yeah, had a- yeah because, it was
4: that's because he does fuck all in the red zone like they are the worst red zone team in the league this year like you don't give him credit because he doesn't have a turnover like they legitimately settle for a field goal basically every single time they're in the red zone this entire season. You don't give him credit for that. And then what does he do? Goes and throws fucking INT. It was hilarious,
2: man. I, I I've got to be honest. This should be the end. Tom Brady just retired, bro. I, I'm sorry, but this. I know he's thrown like sixty six times. I, I think left which was absolutely calling a terrible game, and he his. I mean, his head was on the chopping block for mid-season, apparently. They wanted to fight him at mid-season, but Todd Bowles was like, nah, I'll keep him on until the end of the season. Well, that's probably was the worst decision because I think Leftwich, he had no idea how to balance the run the past this whole season for the Fox. Tom Brady has had the record amount of attempts and completions in NFL history. This dude is 45 and you're expecting him to be throwing the ball left and right at- I don't understand what's going on with the box and Tom Brady himself I just don't think he's the guy I don't think he's the guy anymore it's over he should retire he's 45 he's done everything in the game he was throwing like 2.9 yards per attempt at one point yesterday this dude looked beyond washed You looked at the quarterback that was on the other side of the field Dak Prescott was on fire this dude he led them to five touchdown drives. Absolutely incredible. Brett Maher did his absolute best to give the box a chance of four mixed extra points. That's beside the point. But look... I think Dak Prescott, very. I've always been actually a believer in Dak Prescott. As much as I've hated the Cowboys, I've actually been more of a believer in Dak Prescott than Cowboys fans. The Cowboys fans have actually literally gone to my email and sent me death threats there. Like, legit. They've gone to extents where they've had to stalk me to, like, send death threats. I know what death threats are like, lock, I- mate yeah like legit no i'm not even joking like these dudes they they were like i said prescott is better than tony romo and then these guys took this too personally but look i've always been that much of a believer uh, in uh, dak prescott i'm really 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 concerned that dak prescott is going to fail um to win a super bowl with the cowboys because i think he's a tremendous athlete i think he's a tremendous quarterback really showed it yesterday against the box i think he's a guy that can really lead the Cowboys to the promised land. I think he can. And even this year, he can. With that team around him, him and Seedy, they can show that they can really be a great team.
1: Dak gave him a sack whack. Yeah. (laughs) They
0: definitely got to taste Dak's and sack, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't. It was moist. (laughs) <laughs> the the, uh, the offense gets all the credit here from everybody, but I actually think it was the defense. This Cowboys defense is was fucking scary. At times, it looked like we were looking at the 49ers defense the way they were playing, um, especially Micah Parsons. The way that guy moves is incredible. I just yeah. The stuff yeah. he does is just ridiculous. And I, I love that this sets us up for not just Cowboys v 49ers, but you are talking about... Uh, Micah Parsons versus Trent Williams and Nick Bosa versus Jason Peters next week. It's just... Oh, yeah, Tyron Smith, yeah. Oh, I mean, think Tyron... Tyron
2: Smith's back, yeah. Is Tyron so Smith that... back? Well, yeah, be I Tyron think Smith's then.
0: Oh well, that's yeah. even better. That's even My boy better. Jack.
2: Shout out to Jack. who tried to get him on the podcast today. Didn't have is his it... availability no, schedule, it. but... That's even better then. It's even better, mate. Yeah, me and Jack are gonna be watching that game together. Boy,
0: that's going to be hey, going be gonna good.
2: be tough. That'll be good, tough man. Both yeah, of, both I've
0: of been... these and Parsons, oh, boy. Parsons v Williams. It's just like it's it's gonna be incredible to watch. I mean, we're gonna end up. We could either end up with a six three game or a forty five to forty two game. Really,
4: <laughs> <laughs> be... you have a water bet technically still riding on that game. Well, we do. Oh. We do. do there is a water sparkling bet rolling bananas. on that. Maddie, Maddie sparkling water. We eat water twice or we eat water once each? Yeah, <laughs> I'm already down one on the James Conner, David Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm already down
1: one. And uh, I'll get to eat another two litres of water if the 49ers make it to the NFC Championship game.
4: Yep. Oh. But you but you will also get some beer when I come down to Canberra. So well done. That's not,
0: that, I mean, that's, yeah,
4: yeah sure. Whatever. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I only years.
0: It took it, nine it's years. Not, nine it's not
1: years. a bit. Uh, not Cordial or something, I'm, I'm not a drinker these you got to take a week and get it, really. But uh, no, and I think this is the thing, right? So this game is going to be – I, I are we moving into preview time here? Is that what we're doing now? Are we going to start looking forward?
0: No, let's. I, I think we should – do we start oh, – don't worry about previews too much. I wasn't even worried about previews for these games, to be honest. All right, well, I just want to throw a quick little light we, on that. that we can talk that's about my pick. Stuff. We can talk my pick is
1: the Cowboys about. to win this game. One, because I've got to. Um, my neck is on the line with two litres of water and I'm going to need floaties I'm going to need four litres of water in one day. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, like, do you remember just a week ago when everyone was shitting themselves about the Cowboys not looking like they were ready because the, you know, dodgy shit Washington team just turned up and kind of just passed them, just passed them, and they looked disorganised and they'd have run all their starters out and, and I didn't really feel too worried about it. it. Was To me, it was a bit of a meaningless game to them. And then they come out and just do that. So, you know, that, it makes me feel like they're probably the team that are worth a crack at the 49ers.
4: Oh, I think the Bucks are pure ass. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So nice.
3: um,
2: that's it. So do that's it. Yeah. Look, eventually we're we'll going to a preview of this one, but man, it's going to be a good one. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't even
1: think I'm hard. sure. Anyway, that's all I want to get out of there is that I'm I'm still riding the Cowboys on that one and that's why. <laughs> twofold. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's um it's a lot lo- lot going on this week. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. Very Are nervous Are you excited? So.
4: Really? I'm sturdy for um, <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah, I can definitely be. I can get around that.
1: Thanks for listening to G'day Gridiron Meets Aussie NFL Fantasy Show Part 1. The second part of the mashup is coming tomorrow, so keep your eyes peeled for the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show Meets G'day Gridiron right here in the same spot you found this podcast. You can find both of us through Linktree forward slash Aussie NFL Fantasy and you'll find everything that you need in terms of merchandise, podcasts, YouTube for all of the Australian produced shows.